Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? We are going up to Jerusalem. This is Jesus talking. And the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and scourge him and spit on him and kill him. And the third day he will rise again. Again, this is the third and final time that Jesus tells his disciples about his crucifixion, about the things that are going to happen to him. But we get some new information. Not only does he tell us that he's going to be delivered up by the Jews to the Gentiles to kill him, and we were talking about this before service. Jew and Gentile, all of us are responsible for the death of Jesus. You know, sometimes there's people who want to point out that it was the Jews or it was the Romans or it was whatever. No, you killed Jesus and I killed Jesus. Our sin killed Jesus. And thank God that he went to the cross for us because we have an eternal hope now. We have a glorious future because of our king, because he was willing to do that. But three things that we get new here is that he tells them that he will be mocked. Second, that he'd be scourged, that's flogged, beaten, cat of nine tails. And third, those who were doing this would spit on him. And we know they'd spit in his face. And I'm not going to go into all this today because Resurrection Sunday is just around the corner, a little over a month, during Passover week. We will talk about this on Resurrection Sunday. These things that Jesus describes here, they break my heart. The things that the Lord endured for you and me, and I know it breaks your heart too. When you really think about what Jesus did for us, the king of the universe, the creator of all things, when you think about the meekness, that's power under submission, the humility, how he was the perfect model of a faithful servant going to that cross. You know, Jesus could have wiped out everybody there that day. He could have just wiped them off the face of the planet. He could have made them not exist. He's God incarnate. But he went to the cross because he loves you. Do you know that? He went to the cross of Calvary. He endured all that mocking and shame, everything, because he loves you. And he loves me. He loves every one of us. But not only that, he loves the very ones who are mocking him and spitting on him, and hanging him on that cross. Think about that. That's what love does. He endured all that shame, all that pain, all that torture of the cross for us because he loves us, but he loved them too. He made a way where there was no way. That's meekness, humility, and love. He is the perfect servant, and yet I can't get past the fact that every time I sin, every time you sin, Whatever sin it is in our lives, every time we backbite, gossip, tear down, every time we jostle for position, we cause issues, you know, our pride gets out of control. Every time we're acting in sinful ways, we're no better than those who mocked him and spit on him and beat him. Do you understand that? And this isn't to be a guilt trip. It's just really to think about what sin is because God hates it because he knows how damaging it is. He hates it in our lives because he knows what it does to us. 
but we're no better than those. Which reminds me, verse 33 again, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes. So Jesus also tells his, his followers, his 12, that he's going to be betrayed once again. And who's standing there but Judas? Judas, a friend and a follower of Jesus Christ. And we know Judas will betray him. He did betray him. And we know the end of Judas. And I think that's such a profound warning for us. Because we need to remember today what we have been saved from. But not only that, who we have been saved for. We're not our own. Do you understand that? We're bought with a price. We're bought with a price. And because of this, we're not only followers of Christ. We're not only his friends, but we are servants of our king. And don't you want to be a faithful servant? This came up before service too. I love how the Holy Spirit works. Don't you want to hear that? When you enter the kingdom, your last breath on earth is your first breath in heaven. And don't you want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. I want to hear that. And I want all of you to hear the same thing. You know, as a pastor, the burden you carry for a flock, I mean, there are a couple pastors in here, and, um, and I'm not going to embarrass them yet. But, you know, the thing is, is that when you're a pastor, you carry a burden. And I know all of us as Christians do, but you carry a burden for the flock that the Lord gives you. And you just want to see the best for them. I don't want a single person under our watch, my watch, and all the other pastors here, I don't want a single person to miss it. I want every single one of you to enter heaven and the Lord say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, you're one of that Golgotha bunch. Come on in, you know. You guys did well. And I want that for all of us. And I know you want it too. But see, we're to be faithful servants and we, we are to model our lives after our Lord because he was the faithful servant. He paid for our sins, but we know he also rose again, but he did it all being humble, being merciful and being meek. He wasn't arrogant ever. And we have to guard against that. But look at this, because two of the disciples <laughs> are going to be arrogant. They don't jump up with concern for Jesus and say, oh, no, <laughs> that sounds horrible, Jesus. We love you. We, we don't want that. You know, and they're going to jump up and they're going to be worried about themselves. It kind of reminds me of the lady who decided to go on a blind date with a guy who their, her friends set her up with, but he was an ultimate narcissist. You know, he was just narcissistic. So she goes on this date with him, and some of you ladies can probably, you know, understand this but you know so she goes on this date with a narcissist and for the first 30 minutes all he does is talk about himself and then at the end of the 30 minutes he says well enough about me what do you think about me <laughs> you know often we laugh at that but that's sometimes us in our christian faith you know the lord's just poured out his heart and he's told his disciples what he was going to go through and we're going to see two of them didn't really care verse 35 then james and john the sons of zebedee came to him saying, teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. <laughs> and he said to them, what do you want me to do for you? They said to him, grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left in your glory. You know, often we see this, you know, people want credit and accolades, but they don't, they're not willing to take on the responsibility that comes with it. You know, they want the glory, but not the responsibility. And I think that's what we're seeing here is these two guys that are like, well, you know, since you're obviously coming into your kingdom, can we, uh, can we be at your right and your left? Those are the prominent positions of authority. And I mentioned this before, maybe last week or the week before. They weren't alone. You know, in the, in the Gospel of Matthew, we get the fact that actually their mom came to Jesus first. And we read in Matthew 20, 20, uh, 
Kind of ironic. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit one on your right hand and the other on the left in your kingdom. Now, there's nothing wrong with moms defending their kids. Sometimes it goes a little far. You know how you moms are. And us guys, sometimes we don't do it enough. So it's good balance. We need both. But we have to keep things biblical. You know, we can't go fight all of our kids' battles, especially these are grown men. These aren't, these aren't 12-year-olds. These are grown men, and their mom is going to try to vie for, for position. But look at this. Look at Mark 10, 38, because I want you to see Jesus is going to go into the prophetic. Verse 38, but Jesus said to them, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And look, I'll just read the first part. They said to him, we are able, because they didn't know what they were saying. See, Jesus right here is going to the prophetic. He's speaking about something specific. I believe he's speaking about the cross, because that's when Jesus came into his kingdom. You know, when he came into his kingdom, we know one of the final statements, or the final statement he said from the cross was, te telestai, telestai, te telestai. It is finished, but it's an accounting term. It means all accounts paid for. It means completely discharging a debt. And so that's indeed when Jesus came into his kingdom. He came into his kingdom at that day when he paid for our sins on the cross. And we get further evidence of this in Luke 23. Because remember, who was at his left and who was at his right when he came into his kingdom? Two thieves being crucified. But look at this passage. And this is how we know he entered his kingdom that day. Then one of the criminals... Luke 23, verse 39, then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom And Jesus said to him, verse 43, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. That's the moment. And so when James and John and their mommy come to Jesus asking for this, they don't really know what they're asking. Because who was at his left and who was at his right when he came into his kingdom? You know, and even though these two disciples thought they could handle it, that they could drink that cup, they didn't know what they were asking. And I've talked about this before. Many times when we go to the Lord in prayer and we we pray earnestly for something that we really desire or want, we don't know what we're asking. But the Lord knows. The Lord knows what we need. It's always best to trust the Lord. But how many times do we get ourselves in trouble because we fight the will of God? Has anybody in this room ever done that? You don't have to raise your hand. I'm sure I'm the only one. But, you know, it's like, how many of us will just fight God because we want something? I'd rather fight you for something I don't really want than take what you have and I need. That's an old Rich Mullins song. And I always related to that because that's me in a nutshell. Many times in my life, I fought God for something and then I went, ooh, I shouldn't have done that. Just trust the Lord. But I can't help but think about the mom of these two. You know, in Matthew 27, it tells us she was at the cross. She saw when Jesus came into his kingdom. Matthew 27, 55 says, and many women who followed Jesus from Galilee ministering to him were there looking on from afar This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit golgothafellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in southeast Nampa, 
and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.